Where's the ferret right now? Uh, over there in the kitchen somewhere because the dogs keep trying to go in there, but they know they're not allowed in there, so they keep running back out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a fun night during the podcast. Hi, welcome to the Shays Lounge. You've reached Cricket and, and Tom for one more week. Thank you for joining us again. <laughs> we did not watch Thanks Killing last week like we said we were going to. We just got busy on Sunday. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let's let's be accurate. We got lazy we got on Sunday. Lazy. We got lazy on Sunday, and we didn't do it. I don't think we're gonna have time to do it tomorrow because we got D and D. Yeah. Finally got our second session of D and D. What two months later? Yeah. <laughs> We've just had one roadblock after another roadblock after another yeah. roadblock after another. And I think that our DM finally has the VX server that we're using to run the game. I think he finally has it working. Oh, okay. So we should be able to do our game this next, uh, tomorrow. And uh, maybe actually make a little progress. Which will be fun. Well, I did tell you that one of my friends <laughs> listened to our podcast about the Velocipaster. Uh-huh. And he texted me. He was like, just listen to that episode. Thank you for uh, doing that about that show. Now I don't. I, now I know I don't have to watch that horrible train wreck of a movie. <laughs> but I messaged him back. It's like, no, you really need to watch it. <laughs> you really, really need to watch Velocipaster. It's one of those movies that's so bad that it flips back around to being good again. It's oh, it's great. Yeah, you got to watch it, dude. Come it's one on. of my favorite movies. Speaking of movies, I just got through watching one, and you need to watch it with me. I'm going to watch it again, and you need to watch it with me. I managed to ugly cry my way through the last 45 minutes of the movie. So Tom was sitting over in his chair and he comes over to say something to me. He looks at me. He's like, are you crying? <laughs> like, yes, I'm crying. But you got to understand they were not sad tears. They were, you know, very, oh my gosh, she's making so much noise. I'm so sorry. Hang on. Talk for a second. <laughs> she found the, uh, we had to go to the grocery store today, and we had to buy some paper towels and toilet paper. And they like the loud of the crinkling. And so every time we have something like that, they're always messing with it. And so it's... Uh, see, now you can hear Sarah moving. You know, Cricket, they're moving it, so... But, uh... <laughs> you know they can get to it on the couch, right? Well, on my chair. She was just on my chair. Well, hopefully they'll leave it alone. She's going to get your toes. <laughs> she may try to chew your toe off. I don't want her to chew my toe off. Right. Well, she found something else that's got her interested now, so maybe she'll leave us alone okay. <laughs> and be quiet for a little bit. Sorry about that. This has been an auspicious beginning to this to this podcast. But anyway, this movie I was watching, any, everything, everywhere, all at once. I cannot describe this movie to you. It is completely indescribable. The plot is... Not complicated, but it's difficult to boil down to an elevator pitch. Um, it's it's a multiverse movie. And that's really as detailed as I can get. <laughs> it's a multiverse movie. It's I about, have something to add to multiverse when you get through with this. Okay, but it, it's a multiverse movie, but and it's a very, very silly movie. There's an extended sight gag in this movie where at one point this guy's trying to shove something up his own ass and it's in the middle of a kung fu fight and it's the most bizarre thing i have ever seen in my what entire is this life movie? it's called everything everywhere all at once okay she is experiencing the multiverse all at the same time it's it's complicated how she gets there but jamie lee curtis is in it 
Michelle Yeoh is in it. Jonathan Kwan, short round from Temple of Doom. That's that's short round. He's in this movie. James Hong. James Hong is in this movie. Uh, Stephanie Sue, and this movie has been already been given a hundred and fifty eight total awards, and they haven't even had the Oscars yet. Damn. Yeah, it's gotten more awards so far than Lord of the Rings. Damn. Yeah. And I'm telling you, they need to give this movie every single award they can come up with and every single award they can make up. It is that good. I mean, it absolutely, it's a very silly movie. It's a very heartwarming movie and it punches you in the gut and you don't expect it. Hmm. It's just, it's, it's good. (laughs) It's really, really well written, well acted. The effects are insane. I, I, I can't say enough about this movie because I don't have the words to say to describe it. It's just, just go watch it. It's beautiful. Ugh! Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's beautiful. Okay, so what I was going to say about the multiverse, um, so, you know, a lot of times they'll have like these panels where these Marvel actors, they'll have like a Q&A with people in the audience. Uh-huh. Well, one guy asked Mark Ruffalo about the whole multiverse and all this kind of stuff about with Iron Man and Sp- and uh, Captain America, mm-hmm. and you and you saw the panic on Ruffalo's face because he almost spoiled something. He is bad about doing that because he's like, "Are you trying to get me in trouble again?" <laughs> they know to keep secrets away from him because he almost said he's like, "Well, I'm not going to deny it, but I'm not going to say it's possible, but I'm not going to say it's not possible." Um, you're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> But you know there there are multiverses out there, so you know you never know. But but then again, I think some of that stuff is all plants, because Marvel does everything. They have everything down precisely. I don't know, not with Ruffalo and Tom Holland, because they are well known for not being able to keep their mouths shut. Uh, Tom Holland has gotten in trouble before for spoiling plot points, and he and they've gone out of their way. The makers of the Marvel films have gone out of their way to say they don't give plot points to Ruffalo, and tom holland because they know that they can't keep their mouth shut about them yeah like okay you know the scene where uh spider-man is uh uh in tony stark's arms and he's he's he just got snapped yeah tom holland had no idea that was going on they did not tell him that was happening he was just supposed to act like something serious was happening and and he didn't know what was going on like maybe you died maybe you didn't die but just pretend that you died but you know, they like they they refused to tell him what was going on because if they had told him that he had been one of the ones that was snapped, he would have let that secret out. That's true. But yeah. <laughs> Ooh, next weekend. Is it next weekend that uh um um um? Huh? No, no, no. Um, um. John Wick. Yeah. Next John Wick's coming out. I can't wait to see that. That's gonna be so good. Yes. So, the first three John Wick movies have happened all within, what, two weeks of each other? The first two movies were within two days of each other, and the third movie happened two weeks after the second movie. And the th- the fourth movie, I think, is a couple of years later. I don't know. It's, it's, there's, there's some time that has passed, because oh, okay. he's, like, recovered, and he's oh, got, okay. he's got, I just don't know how much time has passed. I know it's not the same two-week period. But what you're referring to as next weekend is... Are, are we, are, we talked about going to St. Louis before, right? Yeah, I think we did. I think we to talked go about visit it. a friend there. Yeah, 
Well, that friend's going to come visit us for a, yeah. a few days. It's it should be, be a whole cool. lot of fun. should be really cool. Yep. We're going to go to the zoo. And we may even take him to the um, the Bill Clinton Museum. I want to make his little short ass go up Pinnacle Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> he would hate you forever. He would never come back. We're going to take his ass to the top of that motherfucker. We're making him go all the way to the top. I couldn't even hardly make it to the top. Man, I was going up Pinnacle Peak. <laughs> I was having to stop. I was like, whew. I look like one of those. <laughs> you know, you get halfway up a flight of stairs and you have to stop and catch your breath. That's what I look like the so whole I, way up that mountain. And I can remember when we got to that one point where it was like going to the right was rougher terrain, harder to climb. Going to the left was a little bit easier when it split off. And we started going to the left. And I'm, I remember thinking, man, that sign was bullshit. <laughs> I think somebody <laughs> turned to change the arrows or something. I that think was, this is the hard way. <laughs> But coming back down, that was a much easier way. Well, sort of, because it it was kind of a wash, yeah. like 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 water had washed down through there, so it was a little harder coming down because you could slip real easy. And you were walking on a infected toe, and we didn't know it at the time, Foot. so you had a really tough time coming down. Foot, not toe. I thought it was a. Uh, oh yeah, your it was the ball of your foot. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of tough. That was real tough. But, but I made it through it though. This dumbass got all the way to the top. This dumbass has done that before because he walked a mile and a half on a broken toe one time because I didn't know it was broken and he didn't tell me it was broken. And I didn't say anything because you said you wanted to go for a walk. See, this is what I have to put up with. So I went because I'm such a nice guy. I went through the pain to give you what you wanted. Whatever. Made me feel bad about it later. Wah, wah. <laughs> His toe was black it was when we black. got back to the hotel. We went to the hotel. It, it was, was it was at that retreat, retreat. for for Sanderson and our, Farms. And our nurse saw it, and she's like, "Ooh, yep, that's broke." <laughs> <laughs> you broke it playing basketball that night. Yep. Yeah, that was that that was that was a fun retreat, though. It we was. went out. It was it like a it, it was like some kind of dude ranch or something. I mean, there weren't horses know. out there, but it was like a ranch that we went out to, and we stayed in cabins and had team building exercises and they taught us how to be better managers and yada yada fucking yada whatever it was a free weekend and we got paid for it it was great i was like yeah the ones that are teaching us how to be better managers suck at being managers right i always en- i always enjoyed those weekends though yeah i did too they, they were always kind of fun i remember there was this one um this one tr- uh, training exercise that we had to do where um they lined us all up and we had to put, I was in the front of the line, and everybody behind me had to put their hand on the person in front of them's shoulders. All right, so, so you were holding onto the shoulders of the person in front of you. And everybody had blindfolds on. Every single person. And we were allowed to ask as many questions as we wanted to ask to the trainer before we started this little exercise. And she didn't tell us what the exercise was. She just said, put your blindfold on, make sure you can't see, and hold on to the shoulders of the person in front of you. And she said, now, you can ask as many questions as you want to ask. But as soon as I say go, you can't speak anymore. You cannot speak. And then she let us ask our questions. She said, okay, we're about to start. No more talking. And then she took my blindfold off. And I was the only one that knew I didn't have a blindfold on. And I was supposed to lead these people who didn't know that I didn't have a blindfold on through an obstacle course <laughs> and i was trying to indicate to them like i don't have a blindfold on, but i couldn't like take their hand and let them see you know like right behind them they could all talk but i wasn't allowed to say anything 
And it was, it, it was a really good exercise because it was like, you know, sometimes you're not communicating to the people that you're supposed to be leading. And they have no clue what you want them to do because you're not communicating. And that was the whole point of the exercise. And Sal was just like, I don't want to learn shit. I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> don't make me learn. I don't want to learn. <laughs> do you Learning's remember, for losers. Do you remember the one where you had to try to get over the river? Yeah. And, and we, had, uh, we had four by fours. Um, and you had to take the four by fours and figure out how to get three people across a river that it t- it would take four of these four by four lengths to get across it. If you, if you went one, you know, one at a time and, and you weren't able to touch the grass, but you could take, you could take the four by fours, you could step on them and you had like 10 people you had to get across, mm-hmm. but you only had two four by fours and you had a space that was the distance of four of these four by fours to get across. So you couldn't just line them up and go across it like it was a bridge because right. it was, it was too short and you couldn't get everybody on one four by four because it was too short. Well, the smart ones of us figured out that if you put everybody, if you put the four by four side by side mm-hmm. and grab the ropes at the front and the end and had everybody put one foot on one four by four and one foot on the other four by four and went right, left, right, left and, you walked could, it and just walked it across and that's how you did it and yeah. it was all about teamwork and it was all about working together that one was a lot of fun we figured that one out pretty quick what are they doing over there oh my god the ferrets in the kitchen these ferrets are going to be the death of me they're so damn cute though they are they are <laughs> so what, are, what what all are we talking about tonight i want to had- talk about our trip to the grocery store <laughs> so great about our trip to the grocery store the lady that we just oh my god (laughs) okay so thomas and i have a a thing that we do yeah well we we kind of pick and play with each other you know make stupid comments toward each other when and especially if we know that someone is listening to us, but they're trying to act like they're not listening to us. We kind of crank it up to 11 and a little to, bit. And try to get a reaction out of them. <laughs> and I, w- I was saying something about how um, I-, I kept running the buggy into Thomas. That's what it right. was. I ran the buggy into him, and he kept turning around and saying something. He was about to light me up, or he was about to knock me into next week, or, you know, just, like, tr- threatening violence, but doing it in, like, a funny way. No, I was like, I'm going to call the cops on you. You keep hitting me with that buggy for assault, and when they get over here... I'm going to get them to pepper spray you. When you get on the ground, I'm going to get their uh, taser gun. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop you with it. And every time you get up, she was moving. <laughs> like, you, you keep moving, I'm going to light her ass up. And I was like, bring it on. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to grab the taser out and throw it back at you and make them get you. I would just back and forth and back and forth. Well, this lady that was in front of us. She, just, she completely, she just stopped walking to listen. We 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 clocked pretty quick that she was listening to us. Yeah. And then at one point in this little back and forth that we had, she actually turned around and started giggling. giggling. <laughs> and then there was something. What was it that you said that caused her to like? She she like whipped her head around real quick because she was checking to make sure if you were serious or not. Oh, I don't know. You said something about knocking the crap out of me or something like that. She like whipped around to see if we were being serious, and she could see the looks on our faces. And when she could tell that we were teasing. Like she just started giggling again, and then it was fun. It just worked out perfectly because you know she went on our her way, we went on our way, and then we started up again a few minutes later. And at that exact time, she come around the corner and she just started shaking her head and laughing and giggling again. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> That's 
the best part of our grocery store trips is when we could get somebody to start giggling or we'll we'll like go crazy or not go crazy but we'll we'll do that at the register sometimes and see if we can get the get the cashier in on it with us yeah like you agree with me right they'll be like oh i'm so i'm staying out of this because <laughs> i'll start yelling you promised me you weren't gonna hit me in public anymore <laughs> We have fun. We, we have do. fun. We have a lot of fun. We, we we still enjoy each other's company, so that's good. And that's that's pretty good considering that we've been we've been married for sixteen and together for seventeen. That's, I mean, saying that you enjoy your partner's company and, and you know, no lie, you, you're probably one of my best friends, and I I don't say that lightly. No. I, it's not like one of those. Oh, I married my best friend. No, fuck that. You didn't marry your best friend. You don't know this person. You know what I mean? We have gotten to know each we other. We became best friends. We became, that got married. Yeah, we we got married first. Yeah, we. I mean, we liked each other first, and over the years, we have become friends, and that's just. I, I think that's the best part of our relationship. I really do. That and you show me boobs a lot, so that helps. Oh, uh, you know, they are. <laughs> they're nice boobs. They are. They're big too. They kind of like hang down to my waist. I'm glad you don't want them up where they used to be. They used to be like. Like nice and perky, and like after two kids, they're not quite as perky anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking about this the other day. Back when we first met, my boobs wouldn't pass the pencil test. But now, not only do they pass the pencil test, I think that they'll pass the broomstick test. <laughs> you probably put a light pole under those things <laughs> <laughs> and just hold it up, and walk around. Just walk around with like, it. <laughs> I think about that. You see the lady that does the cooking stuff on yeah. TikTok. Yeah, like she'll hold the mixing she'll bowl under stuff her boob. In her boob. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Some know of if the I want to. You see on that show. On that, I don't know that, if I want to eat at her not house show, though. But app, I guess. <laughs> well, there's still nipples all over that app. Yes, there are. <laughs> oh, speaking of. The Pedro Pascal, Nicolas Cage edits are all over, over. TikTok, yes. and it's so funny. And if you haven't seen them, it's a it's a it's a little clip from a movie called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which I'm gonna watch here probably tonight. And it's a movie where Nick Cage plays himself going to Pedro Pascal's birthday, where he has to recreate all the characters from his past movies. It is an insane plot. And it's just, it's a great movie. So, this clip is Nicolas Cage. They're both in a car. And you see Nicolas Cage just kind of turn and look at Pedro Pascal. He's got this real fed up looking look on his face. Yeah, just kind of like, not again. Like, are you fucking kidding me is the look on his face. And then Pedro Pascal is just like laughing with his hair blowing in the wind. He's having the best time of his life. Just this manic, (laughs) this manic laugh. And so people have been putting like captions over it, you know, like this is my this is uh, this is me looking at my sister when she does da 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 da, and then it flips to Pedro Pascal and my sister as I do da 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 da, you know. It, it, it just... And then I actually got you to make one for us. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. <laughs> and it's Nicholas Cage is looking, and it's it's me wondering why our credit card is maxed out why you just got a notification about the credit card getting maxed out right that's the nick cage licking and then it goes to pedro pascal it says my husband walking through the door with an armful of lego (laughs) i like my legos i I know i'm old but i enjoy doing it i like your legos too 
And, you know, there there may be a little bit of pathology behind why you like Lego so much and why that's something you kind of gravitate toward. You know, because I've always, I've heard here recently that um, the things that you were deprived of as a child, you tend to gravitate toward as an adult, which is why you see a lot of adults nowadays with toy collections. You know, because it's not something that they were able to easily get as a child. And, you know, I mean, you, you didn't have, like, a whole bunch of stuff growing up. And, no, I didn't. And, and I think that may be one reason why you're kind of gravitating toward Lego, because it's something you really wanted as a kid, that that's not something you could really get easily. Because, like, even if I didn't get Lego, I love getting... Because I keep thinking about, you know, once we get out of the apartment one day, mm-hmm. and we get a house, and I have a room that's mine to set up, mm-hmm. right? Oh, All there's right. going to be Lego fucking everywhere. There's going to be Legos, <laughs> and I'm going to make sure I have shelves everywhere. Yeah. Because I love, like, you know, like I have, like I have the uh, Cade 6 uh, figurine mm-hmm. and the Deadpool one. And I've got those other ones up top, the different Marvel and DC characters up there. Not pops, like actual figurines. Yeah. Like action figures. I like having those. And I'm going to say this, and if Matt listens to this podcast, he's probably going to text me and say, don't you fucking dare. But... When I do that, I'm going to carefully save the boxes so they don't get messed up. But I'm gonna Matt, ta- Matt, I want you to I want you to take take <laughs> your hands off the radio right now cuz I know you're trying to strangle Thomas through the radio. No, he he's probably knows where I'm going with this, but I'm pretty sure I'll get a message when he listens to this, but I'm going to take them out of the package and put them on the shelf so I can actually see them better. Matt, I want you to I'm, take I don't I don't have those because I'm looking to make money off of them later. Yeah, I mean, that's not why you have them. You have them because you enjoy having them. Now, the ones that he, he sent me, that, that are the chase ones, mm-hmm. those I won't take out of the box. Yeah. Those I won't. I won't. I'll leave those in there. But the other ones, I'm going to take them out and set them out so I can actually see them. Matt, I want you to count to ten and take five deep breaths, okay? It's going to be okay. Now, he may not even text. He may just call me and say, motherfucker, listen here. <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's so funny. My dad collects books. And so he's got bookshelves literally everywhere. I grew up in a house that had bookshelves on every single wall. And I think our kids are going to grow up in a house that has bookshelves on every single wall that are not full of books. They're going to be full of pops and action figures and mm-hmm. chess sets. Yeah, and Lego. I, do have, I forgot about that. I got three different sets of chess sets. One that's glass. One that's like, what is that, like a medieval type deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's medieval, and it's a, that's a resin one. Uh, you've got some pewter ones, and uh, then you've got some resin ones, um, and they're really cool looking. And then the Star Wars ones. The Star Wars ones are my favorite ones. Yeah. Yeah, I like those. And and you've got these little little teeny tiny, little inch tall action figures from Star Wars. I like those too. Huh? Don't you have? Are, are the, no, 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 no. Those are those are the Marvel ones. The no, little those teeny are all tiny the ones DC are the Marvel characters. The little metal one, diecast ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the Star Wars ones are are the like the little three or four inch tall ones. Yeah. I like those because we have them set up according to how they how they showed up in the movies. Yeah. And they're like all grouped together based on how they showed up together. Yeah, and like which mo- which uh, which movie showed like up. There's like two different versions of Luke and, and two different versions of Han and two different versions of Leia. Right. And and we've got them grouped along with Ray and Kylo and Darth Vader and Anakin and all of them. Obi Wan. There's two different versions of Obi Wan, I think. Yeah. So yeah. 
I like my Destiny. My, my, as far as my pops go, I mean, I got a bunch of the Deadpool ones, but I really like my Destiny ones. Yeah. Because that game's been a part of my life for a long, okay. long time. I hear that damn ferret. She's over there messing with something. I'm so sorry. This is so loud on this podcast. Right. <laughs> I apologize. There's still one of the Destiny Pops I'm looking for. I'd like to get. I don't have the Crota. I want the Crota one. Okay. Well, if anybody's listening that can get their hands on a Crota one. You can get them on Amazon. Okay. I think it's only, I think that one, and then there's only like one other one that I'm missing. Okay. To have the whole, all of them that have come out. Cool. Well, your birthday's coming up, so. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we can find on your birthday. You never know. It's true. But I definitely need more. For my birthday, we're going to WWE. Yeah. That's going to be fun. April 17th is when we're going. And then you've got a, we got more friends coming in the weekend before that. That's true. Well, maybe. Maybe. We're, we're, we're trying. We're hoping. Hoping. My other best friend, who's been right. my best friend since he was. Way before she knew me. <laughs> God. I, I, I admit, he was, I'm, he I'm, was, she he, calls me her best friend, but you can put best friend in quotes. Because this other person is her best friend. Yeah. I'm not good. And I would never try to replace that. I was 19 and he was 15 when we met. And we met because we were both acting in a play. And we literally, we became friends on sight. And we, we hung out, my God, every freaking week. He, he lived a mile from my house and I didn't have any idea. Yeah. But he like literally lives down the same road as my parents, the, the, the road that I grew up on. You know where it goes to a dirt road? He lives like a half a mile beyond that. And, I mean, we talked all the time, and we still talk all the time. But what's so crazy about our friendship is, you know, most of the time... And I liked him from the second I met him, too. Yeah, well, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. But what what's so amazing about my friendship with him, most of the time when you have a friendship with somebody, you have to work on that friendship. You have to stay in contact. You can't just go no contact for two years and then expect the friendship to be the same as it was when you put it down. Right. But I shit you not. I went for two years without talking to him at one point because we just had our lives that were just going in opposite directions. And I called him one day to see how he was doing. And it was like we never had spent any time apart. Yeah, she'll actually send my calls to voicemail if she's on the phone with him. I hundred percent will, and, <laughs> and I, I will can, keep doing it. And I'll ask. She'll finally call me back, and I'll just assume something was going on. She's like, "Oh, I was talking to him." I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I was, I was. You got to go to Colorado. You got to go to his wedding. I was, I was the the maid of honor or the matron of honor at his wedding. Yeah, I was one of two people that were invited to that wedding. Yeah, and then I got to go he, meet him and his spouse. Yes. Now. At the horse the, track. That was so fucking The one time. thing, the one one major regret that I have in my life is he was in my wedding, but he was in my wedding as an usher. He should have been up he there. He should have been up there standing next to me. Yes, I agree. He should he should have been up there standing next to me. When we renew our vows, he's going to be... Let's renew it 20. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be up there right next to me. And if we me. have no one else there, we're not, we're going to plan it around when he can come. Yes. Because he needs to be there. He needs to be there. Okay. And he needs to be in it. Yes. Because he's 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 half my heart. I'm yeah. sorry. I, uh, lo- I, I love you, but he's half my heart. I, I, I don't argue that. Yeah. And what, like I said, once, I mean, you talked about him so much, 
And then when I met him the first time, I was like, yeah, I get it. Not very many people have this type of friend, but if he were to call me and say, I'm in Taiwan right now. I need you to drop everything and come get me. Don't ask any questions. Fly out on the next flight. I'd help you pack your bags and ask it. Tell you, make sure he doesn't need extra help. I'll come too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he is the one person I would do that for. Anybody yeah. else, I'd be like, well, do we really have to now? <laughs> but he, he would. Can I finish this episode? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, God, that seems like a lot of work. But yeah. for him, no, I, I'll drop everything. He, he is, he's my person. Yeah. He's my person. But, um, but yeah. Hopefully him, they'll, he, they'll get to come by. That'd be nice. Yeah. That would be awesome. But that was fun hanging out with him. Him, like him, said, him, and his, him and his husband are just so cute together, too. But when we went They're to the so horse cute. track with him, that was, that was a lot of fun. That really was. That was my first experience of doing something like that. I've never been to a horse track, either. The ones in Arkansas start up in May, I think. We need to go. Yeah. Because you can do, like, dollar bets. Yeah. You know, and, and you know you win a, a dollar or two dollars or, or, you know, maybe you, you put it. You five bucks. Yeah, you, maybe you put it on a five to one and you win a, a five dollar you know, but it's just it's just fun, and and it's fun. It's cool See, I stopped there. it. I stopped at that time. Seeing the, just seeing the, just seeing those beautiful fucking animals. Oh my god! And <clears throat> it was funny because it had rained the day that we went to the horse track, so they had to move some of the some of the stuff from the grass uh, from the dirt track to the grass track, or vice versa. Vice versa I can't versa, I can't remember. But anyway, they had to change the odds because they print out this book that gives you the odds. Right. On all of the horses. And some of them were like 40 to 1 on the grass track. And then they moved them to the dirt track, and now all of a sudden they're like 10 to 1. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, and it was it was neat because, you know, they have people that come by. They have people that come by your table with these little change pockets and with these little, these little uh, computer, little handheld computers. And you punch in your bet and you swipe your credit card. Or you give them cash, and then they give you a little ticket, and then you can they'll they'll come they'll come cash out the ticket. And when after the, the race, races, they'll come walking back through looking for winners. Yeah, and, and it's just it, it was a lot of fun. It was, and we and we went to the we went. <clears throat> there, you can go to different different sections on the racetrack. You can either go down to the racetrack, and you're like standing outside with everybody, and you're like at the track. But we were in on the second floor. Well, it almost kind of would look like a press box. Yeah. And and um, they had tables in there. And, uh, you know, we had a meal. Uh, it, the whole the whole thing, it was, it was an experience. Yeah. You know, like the whole thing was like an enclosed experience. You just go up to this place and you pay, I think it was 50 bucks a person. I don't remember. I think it was like 50 bucks a person. But you get all the drinks you want. You get all the food you want. You get all the bedding you want. You know, it was just, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So really we're definitely going to have to do it again. And I'm not one of those people that can go somewhere and bet a whole bunch of money because I'm I'm chinchy. <laughs> like, take me to Vegas. Show me them nickel slots, baby. Woo! <laughs> leave the penny spot. I'll start off on the penny slots. Then I'm going to go up to the big time, the silver, the nickels. <laughs> Just once, I want to go. But as long as you're betting, the waitresses will keep coming by and Giving you drinks. Yeah, they will. I want to go to the roulette table, and I want to take a $20 bill, and I want to bet everything on red and see how much I can get. <laughs> just a 20 You so know, I, because I, if I lose it, it's just 20 But if I win, then that, you know, then I double my money. 
clock. I remember one of the times we went, and a buddy of mine named Eric, <clears throat> he took quite a bit of money. But, uh, well, a couple thousand dollars, not a whole lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And when we were getting ready to leave, we had to go find him, and he was at the blackjack table. Mm-hmm. We're like, dude, Eric, come on, it's time to go. And he's like, all right, fine. He said, hold on, just just one more hand. And he put like, he was up to like three or $4,000. And he said, I'm just going to bet it all in one hand, just so we can go. And he did, and they fucking dealt him a blackjack. <gasps> and he's like, yep, time to go. <laughs> yeah, time to go. <laughs> you need to know when to leave. What, what does that song say? Know when to hold them and know when to fold them? Well, I don't know if I talked about it on here, but that kind of happened to me. My very first trip, I went to a casino. I, it was like a last-minute thing. It was me, my cousin, a couple of our friends, and my uncle. Mm-hmm. He took us over there. And we were over there playing and everything. And I, I like it was a last-minute deal, so I only had like 40 bucks. That's all I took with me. Yeah. But I was going for the experience, you know. And I went over there, and I, I played some of the slot machines. Went down to twenty dollars, from forty to twenty, rather quickly. Real quick, yeah. Right. That's the problem with gambling is it it leaves real quick. And so I just kind of walked around for a while, and my cousin was saying, "Hey, you need to play the video poker." And it would deal you a hand, and if you win, you could go double or nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you hit double or nothing, yes, it would put up a card face up, and if you and if you agreed to go for it, it would have four cards face down. And if you picked one that was higher than the face-up card, you doubled it. And you could keep going as many times as you wanted. Right. And so I put my $20 bill in there, and it gives me my 80 credits. I'm sitting there playing for a while. I'm playing on this forever. I'm just mm-hmm. going down and up and down. And I think I got it, mostly I got it up to it was like 200 credits, which mm-hmm. is, I don't know how many quarters that is. But how many dollars worth of quarters that was. But we were sitting there playing that, and then I ended up walking over, went back to the slot machines, Got back down to my last $20 bill again. <laughs> and then I knew we were almost getting ready to go. And I went and found my cousin. He was over there playing on the video poker machines again. I went in there and stuck my $20 bill in. And you play five credits at a time. So it's like $1.25 a hand. Mm-hmm. Well, on my fourth hand, I won. I'm like, and it was like, I want to say it was like maybe 30 credits is what I won on the hand. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm thinking, I don't know how many dollars that is. It's not very many. It's like five, six bucks, something like that. And so I I hit double or nothing, and I just kept doing it. Because I figured, you know, because like I said, it was, on, it was on my first hand. No, it was my fourth hand. I'm sorry, fourth hand. So I was like, okay, well, I only played three hands. I got plenty left. I'm just going to keep going. And then my cousin looked over at me and stopped me. He said, dude, you better fucking stop. I'm like, what? And he goes, you've got that up to like 500 and something credits. I'm like, yeah, so? I don't know how many quarters that is. He goes, you really are a fucking dumbass, aren't you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, look down. And when I leaned back and looked down at the little sign on the front of the machine, I was playing on a fucking dollar machine. Oh, shit. <laughs> so this, I was playing five bucks a hand, and that was my last five dollars. I was doubling or nothing. I kept going, and I had it up to like 500 and something credits. And I did not realize that. I thought it was quarters, and it was dollar bills. And I saw that, and I went, shit, hit the cash out button. <laughs> and back then, it wasn't all digital like it is now. Mm-hmm. They had the metal tray, and these coins f- fell Started out, coming out. <laughs> that were probably a little bit bigger than what a, a silver dollar is. Mm-hmm. You know how big those are, mm-hmm. the old ones, right? And so you just hear this clang, clang, 
clang, clang, clang, clang, clang, clang. And people started looking. I'm like, bitch, you better back, better back up. <laughs> Granny will come steal your damn coins if you're not careful. But it was like loud because they were <laughs> dropping down on this metal thing. And I had to get, they had to give you these cups to hold your stuff in. I had to get like four or five of them cups. <laughs> and, and my cousin <laughs> helped me carry it over there. I was like, here, put them all up there. And she's like, oh, nice. She started dealing out. It was like a little over $500. Nice. I'm like, yep, time to go. <laughs> That, I think that's the important thing about gambling is just knowing when to quit. Because, you know, a lot of people get in that hole of they're like, well, they're, they're chasing that next. Yeah. Chasing that, that next ne- hit. That one more, man. One, one more, more, man. One get. more. And, it's, and, like a, and it was neat, too, because his dad was like, you know, he has a, a method of making sure he doesn't go home completely broke. Mm-hmm. He, he makes sure he has at least $100 to get home on. But what he does is that when he gets into his parking spot, gets where he needs to park, he'll back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He got out, went out and put a $100 bill in front of his tire. And then moved his car back up and parked on mm-hmm. top of the $100 bill. So his car is sitting on that $100 bill. And he's like, here, he gives one of us the keys to the car so he can't come out there and get the $100. That's smart. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's funny because one of our friends is like, Come out here and get the hundred dollar banana. So. <laughs> That's a hundred bucks. I ain't going home broke. <laughs> I don't know who took it, man. I don't know. You guys that want some? You guys Al- want some drinks? It was the Isle Capri <laughs> Casino. It was the the boats in Shreveport. In Shreveport. Yeah, that's that's the first place I ever went. Isle Capri. I did not have fun the first time I ever went gambling because I went um, with a bachelorette party. And I had been a very sheltered child. This is the first time I had ever done anything. anything. Like, fucking anything. I was like 21 years old. Or 22, maybe. Tops. And we went to the club. Before, you know, because it was a bachelorette party. So we went to the club. And one of the girls got, like, way too drunk. And then demanded that we go to the boats. And so we did. And we had to corral her drunk ass everywhere. And I did not have fun that whole entire night because I was having to keep up with her. We almost got kicked out because of her. No. It was not fun. Because she was raising all kinds of holy hell and she was being loud. She was being obnoxious. And we got told two or three times that we needed to contain her or we were going to be kicked out. And uh, I, I ended up being one of her babysitters and just did not have fun that night. So... That's been my experience with gambling, so I didn't didn't enjoy it. But it was fun. What else we got to talk about? We've been kind of stream of consciousness now for like the last forty minutes. We've been talking about <laughs> shit. So I don't even need on either one of our lists. I'm sure. Well, okay. Oh, talk mo- about the spaceships. Oh, the ones that they found in our fucking solar system. Because they said apparently there's a mothership in our solar system. Because some smaller pieces have come off of it. And like I saw a video a while ago, somebody posted one in Texas. You can see it in the sky. There. No. 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 I'm okay with. But you know what? Maybe they're coming down like we're going to take all the stupid people. And then they'll pick up Donald Trump and Marjorie Green and Lauren Bobert. And they're like, okay, we can't handle no more than that. We've run out of stupid. Yeah, we can't handle. We've run out of slots that. for the stupid. Um, I'm I'm kind of to the point right now where I'm like, just let it happen. Yeah. Let the comet hit the planet. I'm ready. Take me. 
saw a thing on TikTok where it showed um, it showed an overview of a of a planet sized body you know, that was coming straight toward Earth. And they're like, what would you do in this situation? And I would be like, I'd be out in my front yard just watching it happen. Because at that point, what can you do? You know, just... Well, they said that they, you know, based off of how big they know other things are in the solar system, that this thing, that this object, that they don't know what it is, is about the size of the United States. Mm-hmm. That's how big this motherfucker is. So, I just wonder... A couple of things. For the U.S. government to come out and have a press conference saying, hey, guess what? About there's the, aliens. The Pentagon. The Pentagon come out and say, hey, guess what? There's aliens and there's a ship in our, at, our, in our, in our solar, solar system. system. And we know it's a ship. And we know this is going on. So they're, they're willing to say those things. How long has it been there? How long have they been tracking it? And are those things on Earth? Because they're not telling us everything. Because they never do. Because it wouldn't be good to tell people everything. Because what did what was it that uh, uh, not James Earl Jones, uh, Tommy Lee Jones said in Men in Black? He said a person is smart. People are dumb, stupid animals that will panic at the first sign of anything happening. So for the Pentagon to come out and tell a group of people, yes, they're in our solar system and we've been tracking them. Well, they don't want all the rednecks out there with their AR-15 shooting at, at, Those the, at the spaceships. dumbasses thought they could shoot down a balloon that was at 60,000 feet. They're definitely going to think they can hit a, a mothership. Yeah. But it, I just, you know, what, what are they not telling us? Because you know it's something. Well, see, that's not where I thought you were going with that. Where I thought you were going with that is they're telling us all this stuff. So what are they trying to get us to look to the right to the other at, way at the, at the mothership stuff? What's going on over here on the other side? See, I had that thought about Ron DeSantis the other day because he is a he's a clown. And he's a very loud vocal clown who is doing very loud clownish things in the state of Florida. What is he distracting us from? Because Florida becoming a fascist hellscape, we kind of expected that of them, but they're doing it in such a weirdly cartoonishly evil way. So what is he not wanting us to see? Like what is Kentucky fixing to do is, is kind of like, you know what I mean? Like what's he distracting us from? What is the Pentagon detracting us from with the alien thing? Are they about to, declare martial law on everybody and take our milk away like what like what are the what's going on we're going to turn this into a conspiracy theory podcast <laughs> see i like i said i've always <laughs> talked about it i i'm not a conspiracy theorist but gosh dang i love hearing about them and reading them you got to be careful doing that though because the more you read them the more you're like oh well some of these are making sense and then you become a conspiracy theorist you have to be real careful so with much that fun, shit though <laughs> How do you think people get sucked into that stuff? It's oh, because something sort of makes sense, and then they connect a dot that shouldn't have been connected but could still be connected. Then they connect another dot, and then they connect another dot, and all of a sudden, all of these dots that should not connect are connecting. And then you've got Granny over here saying that Donald Trump is the second coming of Christ, which I heard that on a on a, on a 
uh, TikTok Live the other day. I scrolled past a TikTok Live and I stopped on it just in time for some dude on there to say that Donald Trump was Christ and he was one of the witnesses from Revelation and that him being in office meant that the apocalypse was about to happen, but like in a good way. And all the Christians were about to be taken to heaven and it was all because of Trump. And that he is the chosen one of God. I mean... <laughs> he was the chosen one of God. I admit that he was. He was the, he, he was chosen to show us how bad shit can actually get. Whew. Pretty damn bad. What is it? He was, it was to show us how stupid people can be. You're really far away from the microphone and nobody can hear you. Oh, well, they don't, they're not here to listen to me anyway. <laughs> well, they're definitely not here to listen to me. <laughs> what else? Are, oh, Owen Wilson well, is doing you, a... You missed, you missed out a good segue, though. You were talking about Ron DeSantis and fascists. How can you apply that to oh, something else that recently happened? Oh, my gosh. So this lady, and I wish I knew her name. <laughs> there you go. She went to an event where Ron DeSantis and some of his little cronies were, and she was handing out carefully crafted snowflake pictures and these the you know hand, framed out framed framed pictures of snowflakes and they were they were probably what like eight by eight ten by ten probably something like that big snowflake in the center but if you if you looked real close at the snowflakes all of the little arms coming out from the center all spelled out fascist, fascist. <laughs> and he did not see it and he is Posing for pictures, holding this thing up, all smiling, because he's thinking they're making fun of the libtards and they're snowflakey. And she's in there just get the big ass shitty, shitty grin on her face, and he's smiling. And he's just loving the photo op with his snowflake, and then it's just like you fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. It's like that one kid that uh, managed to. She get, won the troll award. She did, but it's like that one kid that got that picture. With, uh, was it Ted Cruz? Anyway, he had a sign that said uh, something about, I, I love Ted Cruz or whatever. And then they posed for the picture. And right before they took the picture, he flipped the sign. And it had a, an arrow that said, this guy is a dipshit. And, and, and Ted Cruz is just sitting there with like his thumbs out, you know. Taking pictures. <laughs> Taking pictures. <Yeah. laughs> okay, but Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson has a movie coming out this year that I want to see. Okay. He's playing a Bob Ross clone. It's called Paint. And he's basically playing Bob Ross in this movie. And I want to see Owen Wilson be like, wow. And like painting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I don't know what the plot is. Like, I don't even fucking care. I want to go watch it. Because I love Owen Wilson. He's, he, he's, he's one of my favorite actors. Just because he's, he like plays the same character in every single movie, but he does it so well. Anyway, that was my Owen Wilson thing. What else you got? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. uh. Oh, what about the uh, credit card scheme? With a uh, uh, Senor Santos. Why don't you Why don't you explain that one? I, I don't really know. You're the one telling me about it. It's something about how some guy in Brazil. Yes, this Brazilian man came forward a few days ago, saying that George Santos was the ringleader for a credit card skimming operation that they had in Brazil. And he taught them all how to skim credit cards and how to install all the stuff to skim the credit cards. And that George Santos was the 100% ringleader. Hmm. 
And we know he's been passing bad checks in Brazil. It's going to be interesting to see if Brazil, because Brazil said they were going, now that they know where he is, that they're going to press charges on him. And I don't know, I'm pretty sure we have an extradition treaty with Brazil. So I don't know where that's going to go. Because that's, I mean, that's a felony. Yeah. Well, McCarthy's not going to let anything happen to him because if he does, he loses part of his slim majority. Um, If they run a special election to replace him, that seat is probably going to go to a Democrat. It'll go back to the Democrat. Yeah, and um, McCarthy knows that George Santos is going to do whatever they tell him to do because if he doesn't, they will get rid of him Mm -hmm. because of all of this crap. So he's in a a position where... um, you know, he has to do what McCarthy says. And McCarthy has to do what the Gang of 20 says. That's the reason that Marjorie Taylor Greene had the uh, the speaker's gavel the other day. is because that was one of the concessions that uh, McCarthy made uh, to, to become speaker, was to let her have the gavel occasionally. That's just disgusting. That's so gross. She, she is a literal insurrectionist. <laughs> she did everything but storm the Capitol herself. And come out and bragging, saying if it had been her and somebody else in charge of that, it would have been successful. I still think she's the pipe bomber, to be honest. Now, you can say it's a conspiracy theory. But who would have made it for her because they said it was a viable explosive. Uh Uh-huh. And you know she's too fucking stupid to figure out how to do that. I'm not saying she made the damn thing. But the way that that person walked, it looked like her. She has the the person in that in that video had a very distinctive tennis shoe that that Marge is known for wearing. Yeah, because they have pictures of her wearing those same tennis shoes. Yeah, and the person appeared to know the area around the Republican convention very well, while not knowing very much about the Democratic side. Right. So it was somebody who was familiar with the ins and outs of the Republican areas, but not the Democrat areas, which would fit if it was somebody from Congress who was there every day. And she has nothing better to do. At that time, she didn't have any committee appointments. So she had nothing better to do than to be on Fox News every fucking day and plot shit. But you can call me a conspiracy theorist all you want, but that is my conspiracy and I'm hanging on to it. Because that's what I think she did. Oh, Elon Musk. (laughs) Watching Twitter burn down around Elon Musk in real time has been the highlight of this year for me. (laughs) It's been so funny watching him fail over and over and over again. So what he did the other day is... There was a guy who contacted him on on Twitter, like tweeted out... Hey, Elon, my security card was shut off a week ago, and I don't have access to my work computer anymore. I can't get in touch with anybody at Twitter to find out if I'm still employed. Can you verify? And Musk responded with, what did you do at Twitter? And he said, and he gave, and then the guy responded back and said, I I did this. And, And, you know, he gave his job title and what he did. And Musk said, can you prove it? Like, what exactly were you working on? And so in this multi-tweet thread, this guy gave him exactly what he was doing. He said, now look, I can't tell you proprietary stuff on Twitter, but without telling you the proprietary stuff, 
here's what I was working on. Okay. And so Musk then comes out <clears throat> and said, it's real funny that you say that you were working on this stuff when I've heard people say you didn't work at all. So yeah, uh, you didn't work at all. It, it, you didn't work at all. And so yeah, you're definitely fired. And then in a subsequent tweet, came back out and mocked this man for having muscular dystrophy and being in a wheelchair. He, he came out and said, this guy couldn't possibly have been working. You can't fire somebody who wasn't working to begin with. He said, this guy claimed to have a disability, but he's sitting around tweeting all day, so he clearly was fine. Yeah. That's why he got fired. And then this guy gets on Twitter. <laughs> the guy he fired gets on Twitter. And in a multi-tweet thread, says, here's what's happened. Thank you, Elon, for confirming the fact that you fired me. I definitely appreciate that. I just want to let you know that that does invoke my contract, which was a $100 million buyout, if I was ever fired. So thank you for confirming that. Now let me explain to you my diagnosis that you mocked. And he gave his entire history with multiple sclerosis and why he's in a wheelchair. And the fact that he can do his work just fine. He's just a little slower because he types a little slower. But that doesn't stop him from doing his work. And then later on in a different thread, in a reply to someone else, Musk comes out and says, by the way... <laughs> I was given bad information about this guy. I need to apologize to him. He's thinking about staying at Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Which means, in the meantime, between when this guy's uh, tweet thread went out and when Musk made his non-apology, a lawyer got hold of, of Musk and told him, you dumbass, this guy was on the do not fire list. Like, he had big red letters across the top of his file. Do not fire. Because the story behind this guy is back in 2021, Twitter bought out this guy's company. And in order to... That was like some of the terms of sale or something? The terms of sale was not that this guy was going to take a sum of money. It's he was going to take a job. He's from Iceland. And so he took a job so that he could pay taxes on the money that he was being given from Twitter. He's the highest tax person in, in Iceland, and he wanted to keep that up because Iceland gets a real high return on their tax money. It's not like in the United States where 90% of your tax money goes to the military-industrial complex and you get no return on it and our schools are failing and our bridges are falling down and bullshit like that. In Iceland, they actually get a really good return on their money. So everybody doesn't mind paying taxes, or people don't mind paying taxes over there. So this guy wanted to make sure he was doing his part for his country so he took a job in lieu of a buyout. But in the terms of the contract, it was, if I ever get fired, you will pay me the purchase price of my, co of my company, which is $100 million. Mm -hmm. And so not only could this guy get a $100 million payout from Musk firing him over Twitter, he could also sue the brakes off of Musk for disclosing private medical information in a public setting and mocking him about it. Yep. So, all of you little Musk fanboys out there, 
that like to suck his dick and say how smart he is, this man does not learn. He, he keeps making the same mistake over and over and over and over and over again. And he will make this mistake again because he keeps firing people publicly on Twitter and then having to come back later and be like, oh, that was a bad idea. I shouldn't have done that. Da, 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 da. He's a dumbass. He is a spoiled little rich boy who has only failed upward his entire life. And now we're finally getting to see it out on a national scale because unlike at SpaceX and Tesla, Twitter doesn't have a team of handlers to keep Musk corralled. Anyway, that was my diatribe for the night. <laughs> <laughs> but holy shit, that whole thing has been hilarious to watch. Yeah. Because, because it just proves how stupid he is. Everybody thinks that Elon Musk is smart, but he's not. He has not invented anything. He has not done anything meaningful in his entire life. He just has money, and that's it. That is the only thing he has going for him is he's got money. Yeah, but sometimes that's all you need. And if you got enough of it, you can do whatever you want because nothing's going to happen to you. Pretty much. Pretty much. Which is annoying. Anyway, you need to go watch everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, half the movie is in uh, subtitles, so just be aware of that because it's in Mandarin. They they go back and forth between Mandarin and English throughout the movie. But it, to me, it really adds to the atmosphere of the movie. But you watch everything with subtitles. That's because I can't fucking hear anything, and it's easier to read it. So annoying. You're just mad because you're a slow reader. No, because I catch myself <laughs> reading the text and not actually watching the movie. <laughs> What I think they did really well with this movie is they knew it was going to be in subtitles. And so the stuff that's subtitled, you're not really missing anything on the screen when you're reading it. Hmm. You know what I mean? And they switch to English when they know you need to be watching the action. So it makes it a little easier to watch. Or it made it easier to watch for me. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> need to watch the movie. <laughs> Maybe. So what else you got? I'm just looking forward to tomorrow and getting this place cleaned up. Yeah. We actually... We uh, gotta go get rid of that as soon as we're done with the podcast. Yes, we do. That being a TV that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, just we're gonna, quit working. We're gonna sneak it down to the dumpster tonight. Because you're not supposed to throw electronics in the dumpster, but everybody does anyway. <laughs> They're like, we've got cameras. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't have cameras. I, mean, I guess if I need to, I could always just take it and put it in the dumpster at work. Yeah, that's true. I just I just don't want it in the apartment anymore because it takes up too much space. I don't like it. No, dog. Go away. And after that, I plan on while you're going to watch your movie, I'm going to play some more of my Destiny. You've been enjoying playing Destiny. Well, they come out that new... I'm liking the new expansion. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of in, There's a lot of stuff in it. Like what? Well, it's just, you got your different subclasses, and they added another new subclass, and it's cool how it works, and... Because, like, uh, me and the guy I play with on Modern Warfare all the time, we're actually talking about... No, or, or, or it might have been me and Alex, my kid. Mm-hmm. I think it was me and him. We were talking about... It would be cool if they would do... I don't think they could do a movie about Destiny because there's just too much. Yeah. And nobody's going to get it right. They've tried to do video game movies. But they need to do... They could do it like... 
how they're doing Mandalorian. They could do it like a series. That's what I was just fixing to say, like Last of Us. Because then it could be... Because you have three different Guardian classes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you could do, like, an episode about each of the Guardian classes. You know, mm-hmm. about a hunter, a titan, a warlock. And you could do the same thing as far as, like, the leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, with... Zavala and Ikora. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could watch the one about Cade Six though. That would suck. You know, because because of how sad that was. Yeah, he's very sad about that. He, I think he that actually pissed, cried. That pissed a lot of people off. But you know what though? I think that, and I think we talked about it on here before too, is that you know, Destiny was out for several years, right? And even when there were situations where it could have, your actual character in the game never talks. Mm-hmm. Never says a word. Because you're there. You're supposed to be able to put yourself in there. And if they had a voice, then it would be somebody right. else speaking. It wouldn't be you. And your ghost is what always talked mm-hmm. to other people for you. And, and I think that led to one of the most powerful moments in video games for me, personally. Because... When Cade was killed, look look at my arms. I know. I'm getting goosebumps all over me right now. Was the first time your guardian spoke because you were sitting there, your guardian and your ghost was there talking to Zavala and Akora. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about do, finding the guy that, that did this, right? Because they killed his ghost and then killed him, so there's nothing to revive him. Mm-hmm. And. I can't even remember what your what the character says, but he, basically along the lines of "I've got this," mm-hmm. and that was the first time your guardian spoke. And I remember watching the cutscene, and my first thought was, "Holy shit!" <laughs> well, you're getting teary eyed talking about. Yeah, I mean, it was fucking. That was so fucking powerful. I mean, they they did that so well. I mean, the build up and then have that happen. That was just. Told you she'd find it. She's off. She's off. She's off. She's fine. But that was an ex- that was an extremely powerful moment for me, and and they, I just wish, I kept everybody kept thinking they were going to figure out a way to bring Cade Six back, because you know he was a like a robot, mm-hmm. basically, and so, and me and his name is Cade Six. You got to know that he was a sixth version. Mm-hmm. So everybody kept expecting it to be like a K7. And I think that might have actually been in the works. But then they probably would have thought that everybody would have revolted against Bungie for doing that. Because you can't replace him. You can't replace K6. You cannot. And Nathan Fillion, oh my gosh. You know, yeah. that's who does his voice. Yeah. You know. He has been in so much good nerd media. That's like everybody got upset when they changed the voice of Ghost. Because it was originally Tyrion Lannister. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name. That Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. And then they changed it to some other act, voice actor. And everybody was like, ooh, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you get used to it, <laughs> yeah. you know. There's only one thing that I have a problem with using established actors as voice actors in things like that. I mean, I understand why they do it. They're trying to draw people in. Hey, Nathan Fillion's the voice of this, and da-da-da-da, yeah. and you remember him from Firefly, and, you know, all this other stuff. I get that. <clears throat> 
But there are some really excellent voice actors out there. And that's what they do for a living. Yeah. And they're getting pushed out of these jobs by people who don't voice act for a living. Right. They, ha- they have movies they're doing. They have TV they're doing. You know, it, it, it's like the new Mario movie that's coming out. There's not a single damn voice actor in the entire movie. It's all actors doing voices. Yeah. And that's not the same thing. You know, I, it, it, yeah, okay, great. Jack Black is Bowser. Why are we not getting a good voice actor doing the role? Because I would go watch a Mario movie. I don't give a shit about Chris Pratt being being Mario. That's going to be the most racist. <laughs> that's going to be the most racist, anti-Italian. <laughs> well, see, that's like, you know, because I've played Destiny for so long. Like, and then, you know, I watched Blacklist. Uh-huh. And in one of the episodes, Reddington gets this guy to follow Keen and this other lady. Right? Or mm-hmm. Tom. And... First time he talks, I was like, oh, "Holy shit, that's that's Commander Zavala!" Yeah, I had no idea what he even looked like. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then I would like listen to him talk, and it was so weird putting that face to him because that voice has always been attributed to Zavala's face. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the same thing with Ikora. Ikora was the lady that was on Firefly. Yeah. I can't think um, of her name. I, I, I know who you're talking about, and I the can't. Real tall uh, black Je- lady. Jessica. Jessica. Oh my gosh, what is her name? I, I'll remember it later. Yeah. The only time that I have ever been okay with an actor doing a voice instead of a voice actor doing a voice was Age of Ultron. Oh, yes. <laughs> because it, oh. If, you, if you had turned the sound off and I could not hear Ultron speaking, and somebody would have told you. And somebody would have told me who is doing his voice and who is who is Ultron. I could have watched the mouth movements. I could have the watched mannerism, the mannerisms. The way he moves his face the way when he, he talks. Head. I would have known it was James Spader. Yes. That was freaky. That was free. And that's been I mean, my you favorite. Could see Spader in Ultron. The way he, somehow because when 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 Spader does like the, when he does a sentence and he's trying to punch that sentence he does this little smack thing with his lips, yeah. And Ultron did that, and, and I was he like, would kind of shake his head a little bit sometimes when he talks, so yeah. when he says stuff, you know. And and it was it was kind of neat too, you know. I, I'm watching Blacklist through again right now because the course. new season's coming out. I want to catch back it's up on. on yeah, I, I want to watch everything up leading up to it again. And so, and seeing him, and then the part where he gets arrested, and he um, represents himself in court, mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit! This is the, they're that's, throwback to Boston Legal. <laughs> that's a uh, uh, Alan Shore. Alan, that's Shore, Alan Shore, you know. And it was almost <laughs> the same kind of deal there. The way mm-hmm. he was talking, you know, it was the way he was always making like get, getting under the skin of the opposing counsel was his main. Yeah, thing that he would go for, that was that was his stick, you know, and that's what he did to this guy, you know. And I don't know about Zuma over here, you know, because he's just wanting to do this, you know. And it, it was it was Danny Crane, not Danny Crane, but Alan Shore. And I, it was like if they would have figured out a way just to have Danny just walk past an open door or something, <laughs> I'd have been just like giggly, you know. It would have been great. You like you like it when they do fan service like that, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Like like when like in Deadpool two when they had the X Men in that other room and they just kind of like closed, closed the, the door. door. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, 
<laughs> they weren't even on the same set when they did that. Like, they shot that stuff at two different times and had to layer it in. That was good, though. That was, that was awesome. That was awesome. So, Deadpool has actually never met the X-Men. But, anyway. Oh, my gosh. We were, like, way over an hour. <laughs> you ready to bring it to a close or you got anything else? We've never said this is going to be an hour-long podcast. That's this true. Is just, uh, we're talking, and once we get tired of it, we'll we'll call it quits for the night. And... This is a stream of consciousness podcast tonight. It's, yeah. It's kind of gone all over the place. <laughs> And don't they always though? My God! Every time. Well, I've you know so no, like, like your list right now. Did we talk about anything I, on your we've list? We've talked about three things on my list, and that's it. And you've got a page of stuff, and we've talked about four things on that list. No, actually, we've gotten everything on my list except for one thing. You know, somebody tried to get me to describe this podcast one time. Well, more than one time, and I said, you know, I can't nail it okay hang on a second you talk talk for a second i'm gonna what is that ferret into she is in the toilet paper oh the paper there. towel wrapper she's trying to burrow her way into it she's trying to get into the toilet is paper. that the fat one no this is not the fat one you sure yes oh, okay but anyway what was i saying <laughs> oh yeah somebody tried to get me to describe the podcast to them and I got to thinking about it. I can't nail it down because we're not a politics podcast and we're not an art and culture podcast and we're not a sports podcast and we're not a, we're not really, we don't have a subject that we focus on. We're not a news podcast. We're not anything. And the closest I could get was me and my husband go on a date once a week and we talk about things that interest us. Right. And I, I, I really think that that's, how you would describe this we're, we're just we're on a date right now it's like we're just sitting here talking to each other but we just happen to be recording it while we're doing it yeah and, and that is kind of the reason that i wanted to do a podcast to begin with because there were times where i would be in bed about to go to sleep and tom would come in there and we would start talking and then two hours later i would realize that we were still talking and it was way past my bedtime and we would just talk about all kinds of stuff and one day i told him i said hey Maybe we should, like, do a podcast. And he gave me the weirdest look. He's like, no. <laughs> and then, like, a year later, I tried again. I'm trying to get my toes, you little bitch. <laughs> and, uh, like, a year later, I tried to get him to do a podcast again. And he, like, reluctantly agreed to do it at that point. And, and then, I'm actually the one that got you to start picking it back up this time. Well, I, I had tried two or three times, and I, I never we never could figure out the time to do it. But... When both of us are actively trying to, to get this podcast on the off the ground, then then we do it. So, did you stop messing with that ferret? She's gonna she's gonna scratch through your stomach like those rats in the Game of Thrones. That's right. She's <laughs> stuck now, bitch. And get out. <laughs> you carry her like a papoose. <laughs> Ooh, that ball of wine I just finished off is starting to hit. All right. Well, we need to start. We need to we need to wrap it up if it's starting to hit. All right. Well, thank you guys for lasting this long. If you've made it this far, <laughs> thank you. Do you have anything you want to plug this week? No. Just uh, looking forward to John Wick next weekend. Is it next weekend? I think it's next weekend. Looking forward to our visit next weekend. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yep. And, be a good time. Yeah, we should have a really good time. And uh, um, you good can... Knowing only, I already know I'm only going to work four days next week. <laughs> you can reach me on Twitter at Cricket Shay, S-H-E-A. Um, you can reach us at the Shays Lounge. Um, 
You can find me on TikTok at Cricket Shay on TikTok. I also have Transparent Transparent, where I talk about trans issues and what it's like to be Sorry. the parent of a transgender teen. And which I haven't had a whole lot of content on there because everything has just seemed so heavy lately. It's just been it's been really hard to post anything because I try to keep that channel uplifting. You know, because Say careful, you're gonna get on your soapbox and be going for another I know. Minutes. But I I try to keep transparent transparent. I try to keep it as uplifting as possible because I want people to know that there's hope out there. It's not all just bleak, but everything has just been just, it's been rough lately. It really has been. Well, it's like I told you, they need to take the land of the free out of the national anthem. They really do. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's not land of the free anymore. We can't parent our children the way we want to. Okay, I'm, I'm done. The life yeah, would be in pursuit of happiness. It's There's li- no pursuit of happiness anymore as long as you're pursuing it the way certain people think you should. Yeah. And that's not being free. No, it's not. But anyway, so let's not end on that note. <laughs> that was really bleak. <laughs> and I don't want to end it in a bleak way. Um, we're going to end it on talking about we're just looking forward to next weekend. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun having our buddy up here. And so we're down we got, here, I guess. We got some restaurants we're going to go to. and Yeah. Yeah. Take him all over the town. Just... Have a good old time. I'm still. Pinnacle Peak. the weather's good, I'm going <laughs> to. We're going to go climb this little hill. <laughs> then take him out to Pinnacle Peak and it's like a fucking mile high. <laughs> take his ass to the top. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. And if we don't see you tomorrow, oh. we will see you, huh? I'm going to get him up there. I'm going to say, you ever heard that song? I believe I can fly. I'm going to grab him and see what he does. <laughs> And on that note, we're, we're calling it, guys. If he guys. listens to this before he comes up here, he's going to be like, no, fuck you. I ain't going nowhere. Oh my God. I hope he does. I'm going to tell him he needs to listen to this and listen to it all the way through. Wait till yep. the end. Wait till the end. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us this far and have a great week. And we love you. Bye.